Imagine, if you will, a movie that came out 20 years ago. At least three weeks 20 years ago. A movie that talks about cancel culture before cancel culture existed. A movie that is probably the second best Edward Norton portrayal ever put to film. The second to last Danny DeVito directorial movie. This is Cinema Gems. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to Cinema Gems and as always I'm your host the Admirable Admiral and as always we're in a video store somewhere in your hometown so come find us yes video stores still exist because we're in some weird loopy side dimensional area I have no we're idea the, we're somewhere in the multiverse sure or the cinematic universe the genematic universe that's it that's it we did it we remembered the thing that we said 16 episodes ago. We're, we're lost somewhere inside of LorainePictures.com. Oh. There's the your 30 tab. We should go click it. It's genuinely more fun than ours. Like, go check them out. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Cinema Gems. I'm Bud Maestro, by the way. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, how's it doing? Bud Maestro, my co-host for a podcast that we're on a website. We're, we're another podcast that mostly talks about movies, uh, and you know recently we've been kind of steering toward anniversaries, because that makes more sense, I feel like. Um, and this when is it's a not really current. good one. When it's not current. Right. When it's not current, and it, yeah, if it's an anniversary, that makes it feel kind of justifiable, but when Admiral called me and pitched the idea of doing Death to Smoochie on the show, I don't think he knew... Uh, how much I already loved this movie. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even know you knew this movie existed. Oh, I, I'm one of the few people in the world, including you apparently, that is well aware of how this is one of the most underrated Robin Williams This is movies. the start of his Dark Trilogy. He yeah. did this one, Insomnia, and uh, One Hour Photo. Oh, I know about One Hour Photo. That one's fucking creepy. Yeah, that was, that's, this is, this is the start of his trilogy. I don't think I've seen trilogy. Insomnia. I've been saying <laughs> it's for, a weird movie. I've been saying for years, like the two most unbelievably underrated Robin Williams movies, in my opinion, are Death to Smoochie and Birdhouse or Birdcage. Fuck the shrimp. Yeah. Fuck the shrimp. Fuck the shrimp. Not not Birdhouse. Birdcage. I got I got the wiki up. No wait, you get the wiki up. I got the wiki. I get the Imdba. You got the Imdba. Imdba. Because did you realize? Uh, I don't know if you do, but this movie came out uh, on. Uh, Easter the year it came out so it's kind of ironic that we're reviewing it uh, right after <laughs> right, Our... by the way right after in one weekend Easter, Passover, and Ramadan yeah and another special holiday but you know I guess we can save that for, uh, for, for we, the next we can recording. save that for next week but, next but is this hey, hey, hey guys it was the Admiral's birthday so like go to the Cinema Gems Instagram and, and like spam him with happy birthdays because that's his account too. Um, you can also go to Holland Sci-Fi on Instagram and Twitter and and go spam him with happy late birthdays. I was also going to say that it's the anniversary was four twenty because we're hey, just <laughs> very appropriate because I think this movie is so much better when you're vibing. Um, this movie when it came out in two thousand two, no one understood it. Everyone fucking hated this movie. This movie. Bombed at the box office. Yeah, I think it, it, it bombed, bombed with critics, bombed yeah. with audiences. It was mixed with 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 not critics, but uh, with audiences. Yeah. Uh, it, it, for the most part, 
from what it looks like, people really did not understand or want oh, to accept movie this movie. Oh, this movie was way ahead of its time. Way ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure people hated this movie so much because they did not yet understand how real and unfortunately uh, influencing uh, neo-Nazis were, even then. <laughs> yeah. Like, you watch it now and you're like, Like, the neo-Nazi scene is the least absurd part of this movie. And I say absurd very loosely in this movie, because if anything, it just holds a weirdly uh, concave magnifying glass to reality itself. Uh, This this is a Danny Danny DeVito-directed movie, and correct me if I'm wrong, he did also direct Matilda. Correct. Right? So, if you like... That's Patron's favorite... um, I fucking love that movie. Uh... I need to De- get Danny DeVito directed. I need to get Glados to watch that movie. She's never seen it. God, Glados hasn't seen anything. But it's Matilda. I know. But Glados hasn't seen anything. But That's it's why... fucking Matilda. Okay, so when she, when they're done with the current oh list, God. we will update the list and put Matilda on the new one. But it's Matilda. It kind of supersedes the list. Which, by the way, uh, I guess we're going to start this right now. If you go to uh, cinemagems underscore pod on Twitter. Oh, is this the thing that was happening? I- I'm starting a new thing. Oh, do it! About this I'm going to submit so much shit. Uh, if you would like to contribute to GLaDOS's next list. Now, keep in mind, <laughs> we're only less than halfway done I with the current list of ten. I think we got maybe four. Four? Are we a little more than halfway done I with think the current we have list four. of ten? Okay, so we're we're about halfway through that current list. Still, start to send us suggestions for what Glados should uh, download and assimilate. It's a fun game into to their play. Programming next, it is a very fun game to play. Wait, Glados, you've seen sadly, this movie, but not that one. It's okay. It's fine. Look, so we should start off. This came out at the end of uh, Death of Smoochie Came out at the end of March. Yes, twenty first. Or 31st? Yeah. 20, 29th, somewhere around there. Um, March 29th, 2002. So. This... I was way too young to understand it at the time. And I'm fully convinced that this movie's target audience was, at the time, too young to see an R-rated movie. Uh, I Because think about how popular it has gotten with our generation. The generation of kids raised on Sesame Street and Barney and uh, Between the, the Lions and the Muppets. No, I agree with you, but I just feel like it was ahead of its time. Oh, so if ahead it came of its out time. five to seven years later, it would have been fucking phenomenal. It, it was absolutely ahead of its time in so many ways because it feels borderline timeless. Mm-hmm. Like it can fit anywhere in three different decades. Yeah, you, you don't really see anything that indicates really it's happening at a specific time. That it's not trying to be relevant no. to pop culture at the time. What about the music? How'd you like the music? Uh, I believe the music was by David Newman. Uh, and it was effective. It is that was, Randy Newman's brother? I have no idea what his relation to Randy Newman is, but I've, I've seen his name on scores before, specifically with other Danny DeVito-directed films. Um, I have a personal headcanon. About this movie. Oh. That uh, being directed by Dan DeVito, who played, as we know, Philodini's in the Hercules movies. And similarly to how when Robin Williams played the genie in the Disney movies and he told Disney, hey, please don't use my likeness to shill a whole bunch of merch and cheap bullshit to kids because that's not how I want my influence to be remembered. They did the same thing to Dan DeVito as Phil. 
And they were both very sore about it. So I'm pretty sure this project was their way of of venting that frustration. Because so much of this movie, and we'll get into the plot, it starts off we see uh, Rainbow Randolph, played by Robin Williams. Oh! I got singing some, and dancing and I got having some, an amazing uh, time. I got I got some news. Friends come in all sizes. No. What you got? The uh he <laughs> he is uh Who's who's he? I'm trying to think who am I on? What uh, David Newman? Yes. The composer. Yes. Uh he said that uh the composer was the first choice of Danny De- Danny DeVito's character of since throw Throw Mama from a Train. Like, okay. he has been working with him since then. Okay. Uh, and also, he's the brother of Tim Newman, Thomas Newman, Maria Newman, uh, and Lucy Newman. So, okay. no Randy Newman. No. No Randy Newman. Oh, and he's the cousin of... Oh, he is. He's the cousin of Randy Newman. So, TLDR, he's he's Danny DeVito's Michael G. Kino. He's as as Michael G. Kino is to J.J. Abrams or John Williams is there to you Spielberg. Go. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Or Hans Zimmer to Christopher Nolan. Not anymore, surprisingly. No. But ever, for a while. Ever since what was ever Inception, since, I believe. I think that was Oh the, no. Uh, no, it was Inter- Dark Knight. Interstellar. Oh, I thought it was Dark Knight Rises. Uh, the, no. the the last thing Hans Zimmer composed for we're we haven't even gotten to the plot, dude. No, no. <laughs> the I'm last thing Hans Zimmer composed for uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm fairly certain the last thing Hans Zimmer composed for Christopher Nolan was Interstellar. I agree with you to that one. I was just saying that also. Um, the I was thinking of when he didn't want to do superhero movies anymore is because I think the he last superhero was movie Wonder he Woman? composed for was. Uh, it was Wonder Woman's theme in Batman vs Superman: Dawn he, of Justice. He said ever since because then, he's like he let that series go, and then I believe Harry Gregson Williams came in yep. and adapted Hans Zimmer's the guitar riff. It's a cello, actually. It's an electric cello. Sorry, but it is on a string instrument. One that is bowed and not plucked, but close enough. Anyway, we're here to talk about Death to Smoochie because this movie is incredibly underappreciated and fucking amazing. If you want us to get into Hans Zimmer or other musicians, please, 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 don't message don't, the Twitter. Don't don't put me on the so, spot like that. Message the Twitter. Just because the I butt can, maestro. Just because I can rant no. for several hours about my favorite film composers doesn't necessarily mean I should. No, no. I mean, you have free you have free speech to do this from here. I mean, you have free speech in general. But I mean, it's an as long as you fill thirty as minutes I, thirty minutes I, worth of content. As I, chug, I don't care. As I chug more caffeine, I don't care. Let me finish this beer. <laughs> Another. We'll get to that one later. Hey, but Maestro, you want to talk ad nauseum about film composers? Hold my beer. As long as you fill 30 minutes, it does not matter to me at all. That sounded really wrong. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead with the plot. Good night, dead Tom. Oh, good night, dead Tom. And it is about 11 minutes so far. So, yay. So, to set up this movie... Rainbow Randolph, played by Robin Williams, uh, is a... Friends comes in all sizes. Oh, it's a great little show. It's a great little snippet. I love all the songs in this movie, by the way. Uh, Is a children's entertainer, children's television entertainer, uh, on the same level as Mr. Belvedere or Barney or... Yeah. Mm. Um, (coughs) Or the Muppets. Or the Muppets, exactly. Um, Except he uses 
uh, short people instead of Muppets. But yeah, um, he uh, his time on, on Kidnet, this universe's PBS, I guess, um, is very abruptly uh, interrupted when um, they catch him taking bribes. Yep. Uh, he's... Yeah, he's he's like really corrupt and he's an alcoholic and it's a mess and the FBI I mean, exposes him a in a sting. He's got a lot of problems, which become more and more evident throughout the movie. He is very, very mentally and emotionally unstable. As he said, he's pretty fucked up all the time, so he doesn't know how bad he is. <laughs> hey, dude, are you okay? I'm pretty fucked up in general, so it's hard to tell. Wow, what a mood. Um, accurate twenty twenty two. Uh, so the network is desperately trying to find what they call. We should make that a meme. Clean. What? <laughs> I'm pretty fucked up in general. <laughs> that, that's a 2020 mood. 2022 mood right there. There, there you go. Is. You heard it from us first, so technically so, we originated it. The network's trying really hard to find a squeaky clean replacement for by John, a young baby face, baby face, John Norton. Stewart. Uh, well, oh yeah, John Stewart is the agent trying to find, uh, although so the, he really delegates it to the other agent in the office, I guess. Uh, it's, it's... Who, by the way, is played by the mom from Step Brothers. Yes. Catherine Keener? Uh... Yeah, I got her name right here. It's Catherine Keener. Is that the mom from Step I'm Brothers? I'm pretty sure that's the mom from Step Brothers, dude. That, no, that's Mary Steenburgen. Are you sure? I, oh no no no! You're right. It's not the she's forty year old virgin. Yeah. Okay. And cool. she's also in Get Out. Get yeah. Out. Don't don't correct me on Mary Steve Virgin, bro. I I know her fucking filmography by heart because literally whenever we watch a movie and me and Petrarch to see Mary Steve Virgin shows up, she goes, "Hey, it's Ted Danson's wife." I go, "Or she's from Back to the Future 3. Step Brothers." Yeah. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me. What what's the other one? Agatha is the one that um not She's the wife of uh the, the dude who sings Sweet Child of Mine in the car. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That uh that's that's Agatha. Yes, yes. Who tries is. to fuck she's great. Who tries to fuck John C. Riley all the yeah. time. She's she's great in everything she's in. Yeah. Um uh so they find uh babyface um, John Stewart finds babyface Edward Norton. Correct. At a methadone clinic, putting on a show for... He's not there because he because he needs help. No, he's putting on a show, putting on a public performance at this methadone clinic because this dude is so goddamn wholesome. Holy shit. This... It, w- when, when you start this movie and see the corruption started by Rainbow Randall in this network, and then you see this dude... Who's just wholesome, he's got a really good heart, and is just very passionate about doing the right thing. You know it's not going to go well. <laughs> you, but it takes, just, it goes a different get, course than you think You just get a bad feeling from the beginning of, oh god, this dude is just going to get fucking steamrolled. And that is kind of what happens at first. He fights it a little He bit. does fight it. He does, at a certain point, have too much... And it breaks him for a second, and then when he comes back in, he comes back in stronger. Yep. Uh, With, like, the willpower to be like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> I'm gonna um, literally fuck you. Right. Um, so basically, he finds it, she kind of, like, 
you know, she talks to him. Uh, they go, and he actually convinces her that he is squeaky clean, but she doesn't think that he is. Right. She's she's, she's like, been, it's a gimmick. She, she She's played this role. She's been the agent for, at this point, we can assume countless uh, wannabe children's entertainers. And TV at least stars, 10 years? At least 10 years. There's been a few. And at one point she was a roadie. So she's unfortunately had her heart broken and been taken advantage of by, we can assume, including Rainbow Randall, several very fucking Randolph? I keep calling him Rainbow Randall, but yeah, Rainbow Randolph. Buggy? Excuse me. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, the Things start to spiral, and Sheldon... Uh, 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 Smoochie finds himself kind of losing creative control over the show and they keep trying to peddle sodas and you know the usual capitalist things that go but along he's like, with the hey, kids it's addictive show. syrup there's two addictive don't you think there's a little bit of a conflict of interest in <coughs> yeah. g- gaining the trust of a young audience and then immediately peddling them addictive substances yeah he's asking the hard questions that we are all asking as consumers and going, wait a minute, this is fucked up and hypocritical. What are y'all doing? He learns very quickly that this industry is very cutthroat. It's versa- It's v- visceral. Right. Sorry, I was um, going to say versatile, but that's not the In word. the process, he also meets... Well, he, he gets an agent. Do you want to talk about his agent? Oh, you mean the director himself? Dana Vito. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and within the same conversation as meeting uh, his agent... Who gets him a better deal on the show, gets him a little more creative control. Uh, executive producer. Executive producer and total control over the show. His own patch of wheatgrass. And as a consequence of that, uh, also enrolls him without telling him in the Parade of Hope ice show. Which is just apparently uh, mandatory for all of these children's entertainers when they get a big show. And I love this B plot line that sticks yes. to it. But it goes back at the right amount of time where you're like, what the fuck are we, What the fuck was going on earlier? Yeah. Uh, while that's going on, he meets... Meet, uh, he goes to the... Are going to talk about Spinner? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's go. Let's talk about Spinner. I'm the Admiral. I'm Spinner. Who's played by... Who's the guy who plays? I don't know, but he's great. He's... Easily one of my favorite characters in this whole movie because he's just so. That's Michael. No fucking Who way. Who is it? Oh, okay. That, Who is it? It's Big Joe from Kick Ass. What? Yeah. Holy shit. He's uh, that's uh, Michael Raposi Re- Re- or Raposo? Yeah, Michelle yeah, Raposo. yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, he was in the Rum Dyers. He's in While You Were Sleeping. He's great in this movie. I love. He's been Spinner. married to Melinda Crawford. I, I love the uh, the Irish mob family so much in this. Oh, you mean the woman who should play Ursula in the live action? Yes. Oh, 100%. Like, legit, when I saw her, I was like, Ursula. No, she's fucking great. <laughs> well, it's also funny because Harvey Firestein, actual Ursula from the animated movie, is the, per- is the I almost said Parade of Hope, but is it the Parade of Hope? She's a mobster. Yeah. Is he's the they're the parade of hope spokesmen who are more of a mafia run organization than the actual Irish mafia running this bar, <laughs> and in a fun, I'm I'm gonna save my my spiel for my opinion of how I love this movie to the very end. We're just gonna get through the plot. Um, oh, he was in Snake Eyes. 
So all of this is established, right? The like Nicolas Cage movie. He's he's tied to the Parade of Hope and doesn't want to be. He's You're not going to acknowledge the Snake Eyes, the Nicolas Cage movie? I've never seen Snake Eyes, I'm sorry. Oh, you're in he's, for a role. He's tied to the Parade of Hope. He's slowly getting more creative control, but also losing control of the show. And he's got some friends in the Irish mob. And he gets Spinner. And... Rainbow Randolph decides to try and fuck there with it him. Is. At every possible... Every possible opportunity. The makes, cookies. Makes dick cookies. It's a rocket ship! <laughs> oh my god, the first time I saw that scene, <laughs> I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard. That's such a great save. Holy shit. <laughs> Let's blast off! And I love how and they then, just don't eat the cookies. And then, the scene that when people who haven't watched this whole movie talk about this movie this is the scene they talk about. talk about when the Randall, nazis yeah when rainbow randolph tricks him very poorly uh into attending a nazi into hosting a nazi rally well, performing for a nazi rally he is very gullible he's very gullible yeah. he just wants to do the right thing mm-hmm. he just wants to be everyone's friend and, I love and that unfortunately he he's surrounded by people who are constantly trying to fuck him over yeah but rainbow randolph has an irish accent and try and breaks it yeah no he's he's like we said, he's very mentally unstable. Oh, yeah. uh, I am I am not a licensed therapist or psychiatrist in any way, but the, from my understanding of bipolar disorder, uh, he's got some pretty bad bipolar he's, disorder. He's pretty narcissistic as well. Very narcissistic. Very this this is all the signs of uh, bipolar disorder and some hints of paranoid hey, schizophrenia. But that's our that's our armchair, opinion. right? response we're not a licensed we, we are not licensed therapists nope. at all we're that not is our armchair qualified. these are our opinions armchair therapy it's exactly what that is that is that we should just nip that in the bud and talk about something else because uh, we don't need to go any more detail we 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 can say with pretty good certainty that rainbow randolph is pretty mentally ill right? uh i would say unstable but sure he's he's definitely yeah so Trick Sheldon, tricks, uh, Smoochie. Uh, Smoochie, sorry, brain fart, into attending this Nazi rally, and everything falls the fuck apart. Until, uh, Rainbow Randolph shows up at, um, Catherine Keener's apartment. And basically spills the beans. Basically outs himself accidentally. Like, yeah. Realizes that he was, he, it was wrong to not misbelieve that, but also... Just did you see how effectively in editing it was when they found out that he was at a Nazi rally that they yeah. that they cleared it all immediately? Yep. And it was I'm assuming maybe two to three weeks, maybe if that. And it was back. But mm-hmm. Trump pointed out. She goes, "Man, this editing's like really quick." I was like, "I was like, I was like, maybe that's why people don't like it that much. Like it's, it was too fast paced." She goes, "No, I'm just saying it's good." I'm, and I'm, that's when I responded. I was like, "It was ahead of its time." Like, Danny DeVito movies in general have a very whimsical, surreal uh, feel to them. And it's got that Disney that, behind the lens type of look. When he, when he took that energy from Matilda and transferred it into a more why dark ta- comedy why genre. Why are you specifying Matilda to me? You need to specify Til- Matilda to GLaDOS, not I'm me. aware, and I'm getting that. Not, not me, okay? We'll get there when we get there. Um, but uh, 
yeah, this movie is crazy edited, but in a great way. Right. Like, it constantly catches your attention. And some of the transitions in lighting are amazing. We'll talk about my favorite one in a little bit. Oh, what about the one at the bar where they're like, Rainbow Randolph, and so it's, that's our bar! And it's like, yeah, it's like... That's one of my favorite wow. ones, for sure. Okay. Uh, there, there's another one that I really love with the uh, the Irish mob uh, <clears throat> mom later on. Um, but we'll get there when we get okay. there. Because so, I think shortly after this... Um, well, they introduced Spinner to be a character as in a person who plays cowbell. Yes. And it was, and not only was uh, Smoochie getting perturbed about it, but also the network. Everyone. And Spinner's, Ursula. Let's just call her Ursula. Yeah, yeah. Ursula gets upset and goes, can you please find him something else to do? And I love that everyone's like... Somebody finally said something. The right person finally said something. And so he makes him his cousin, Moochie! And he comes in with the Notre Dame victory march and everything. Which, and by great. the way, I absolutely love that his name is Moochie. Moochie. And he is in from the mob! The mob! That's no the best part. No comment. That's the best. That, that's what sells it for me. No comment. Is like, they're just like, new character. I'd like to not Moochie. sleep. I'd like to not sleep with the fishes tonight. So no comment. <laughs> but no, I find it hilarious that that that, that was the name. But which, that's fine. It's whatever. Now, I believe this is all after uh, Raymond Randolph is, you know, a, a tattles on himself. Oh, yeah. This is all. Becomes a fugitive and then Smoochie makes his rise back in fame and a very impassioned speech on the show where it's just like you know whenever you're angry continue he just lets it all out in a big hell and i don't know why that's still so cathartic to me that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie uh and then shortly after that i believe is when we get the scene where uh they kill they kill Catherine keener comes into uh uh sheldon's room Start they they start doing the thing, and then we cut to right down the hall where uh, the Parade of Hope motherfuckers murder uh, murder Spinner because they think it's they think it's Smoochie. They think it's Smoochie, and I love that. I love that. Both Gladys Feinstein and I were speechless. Oh, in this scene. Oh, when it happened, Patron was awake at this point. She goes. She was literally like, "Oh no," she's like, "Oh oh no, oh, they, no. why? Oh no, yeah." <laughs> Because uh, it's not just that they killed a, a beloved child's character. They killed a person. They killed the son of the Irish mob. Yeah. Shit's about to hit the fan. And it does. Because immediately the Irish mob people are like, A, we have your back literally no matter what. You're not going anywhere unattended without several bodyguards. Correct. Because, you, like, Spinner loved you. Like, genuinely you. Loved were the you. world to him. Yeah. So we, so you, you didn't do anything wrong. You did everything we asked you to. So don't worry about it. We got your back. Uh, and then come to find out that the parade of hope is trying to, to do it. Literally trying to assassinate him because Sheldon agrees to do the parade of hope, but with none of the things that make free pretzels, right? Free water, free, none of the merchandising, none of the making lots of money that these charitable organizations Due to make tons of money. They're literally going to have to the methadone clinic and have to... The methadone clinic in New Jersey that got closed yeah. down. Yeah. 
Uh, and then, or is it the Coney Island? Coney Whatever. Island. I think it's Coney and Island. And then the other half goes to some other charitable. I think it's it's specifically for like uh, children's music education. Yeah, it's like specifically yeah, those or two. Arts. And Danny DeVito's like, "Are you fucking insane?" Yeah. Uh, and then, so the Parade of Hope tries to have him killed. Yeah, and then they get Buggy, who was the guy before Randolph. Yeah, apparently. And he seems war- far worse. Oh yeah, he's pretty <laughs> far gone. He's, he's he's a lot more than vibing. He is on Mars. <laughs> I was gonna say he's far out. Yeah, like, he he is way strung out. Uh, like all the time. Uh, hey, kids, don't do drugs. Just don't. Just just don't. Just say no. Yeah, just say no. It's not worth it, especially the heavy shit like meth. It's really, really not worth it. Just don't. Brought uh, to you by Cinema Gems PSA. Yeah, don't fuck up your life like that. Um, so, the tries to have him assassinated. At which point, Rainbow Randolph, who is uh, living on the street, gets a visit from his old friend who used to be a, a Rainbow kid and is now a, a, a Rhinette. Yeah. Uh, and he's been kind of crashing with him. Got kicked out when Rainbow Randall fucking smashed the TV. Yeah, we haven't been talking about how Rainbow Randolph is, and you can't see what I'm doing, but up, imagine a roller coaster of ups and downs. No, 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 no. You know what the he better is part is? All over the damn place. Because one second he's totally fine and zen and happy, and it takes literally nothing to set him the fuck off on a rampage. I have a better analogy for you. What you got? AMC stocks over the past year. <laughs> Up down, 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 up down. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah no, it, it takes literally. That's why I say, like, look, grain of salt. I'm not a licensed therapist, but that's why I say bipolar disorder. Yep. Because that's textbook BPD. Um. But, so and he yeah. basically goes insane. But yet when he gets when he gets he get he sees the article. Oh no! I was gonna say when he says the part where, you know, when he sends him to the Nazi. Yes. Thing, and I love that he's, I love that he's just going around and doing all these dance moves, and the part, and it hits the brick wall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that if they gave him free range. To well, like, I'm sh- I'm pretty sure Danny DeVito is just like go. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Camera's I want. Rolling. It's going to move in this general direction. This is the go. end. This is where you need to be. Do whatever you go. Want. What whatever you want to do between A and B, go. And then, uh, are you talking about the Muppet from Hell joke? Because that made me laugh so fucking hard. I think that's in the same scene where he's like on the street and his friend gives him the magazine. And he's like, here's some crossword puzzles and some reading material. And um, he sees the article where Smoochie is with his ex, Catherine Keener. And that's when he loses it and ties up his friend and goes... To hunt down Smoochie at his apartment and ambushes them with a gun. Yep. And then has a full-on psychotic breakdown where in the middle of holding a gun to them, just collapses. Just like fully helpless, fully, I don't know what I'm doing. I need help. Uh, And it's very unconvincing from someone who has been established at this point as a pathological liar. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. But the part you were talking about... Uh, is the one scene after the one I was talking about. The yes. one with the TV where he breaks it. Yes. He literally has his feet up against the TV. Yeah, no, I hate that. And he's talking about like different things, but the one that made me laugh so hard was was it was it Barney's uh brother 
Smoochie's brother. Yeah. No, 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 no. When he was when he was kicking, he's like he's like die, die, you muppet from hell. Oh my god. <laughs> like. <laughs> so that means muppet exists. Muppets exist in this universe. Oh my god. Of course they do. They're equally absurd. Oh. In the best possible way. I but yeah, I would love to see Danny DeVito direct and a Muppet movie. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Or just Danny DeVito in a Muppet movie. Danny DeVito being the only human in a Muppet movie. Have you seen um, Samuel Jackson with Elmo on Sesame Street recently? No. I have to, apparently. Uh, so, basically, Elmo goes, Hey, Mr. Mister Jackson, I have your friends here. And it's a plane and a snake. Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. Okay. Let's get through the end I'm of this I'm sorry, video, but that makes, me, that makes me laugh. Whenever I have a, de- a sad day, I just look at that. And it makes me laugh so hard. Because um, he can't say anything because he's on a children's show. Sheldon is getting ready to do the ice show. And while he's getting ready to do the ice show, Burke and Merv, uh, the... Um, or I'm sorry. Yeah, Burke and Merv are the uh, the, the people in charge of the parade. Uh, the Parade of Hope. Um, Harvey Feinstein? I'm trying to see what are their names. What is uh, um, Sheldon and Nora? No, um, I think that's Harvey Feinstein. I know that is Harvey Feinstein. I'm trying to find the name of the mom, the uh, the the mom Ursula. of the Irish mob. Ursula. Oh yeah, Ursula. Um, basically, has the head of the Parade of Hope brutally killed, and the lighting transition between her talking about it to you know the lights changing in the ice rink arena. Bringing her into the green light of the next scene yep. where he's just there and they're about to chop his head off is one of the most flawless transitions I've ever fucking seen. My god, I love it so yeah, much. It's, it's People like, need to talk about the lighting and art direction of this movie more because it's almost on the level of Danny, uh, uh, almost at Danny Elfman, Tim Burton. Cinematography. Cinematography, you're right. That's the right word for it. Sorry, um, I wanted to bring that up before we keep talking again. about the emotional spiral spiral of Rainbow Randolph and the scene in his in the uh, apartment where he's just breaking down, and they're like, "Look, we're gonna get you the help you need. Yeah. I'm gonna take this gun and I'm gonna go defend myself at the ice show. I'm about to skate because I'm sure someone's gonna come kill me." So then he goes, and Buggy is up there trying to assassinate trying to assassinate him, him but like fading in and out. Yeah. Um, and then also, uh, while that's going on, Rainbow Randolph sees that Buggy is out to get him, so yep. he needs to save him. So he goes and he's running, and I love that he get, he's running to the ice show, and like six kids. Like, oh this, my god, Rainbow Randolph! Guy, and he's like, okay, sure, I'll, I'll stop But for this photo. guy, does he have that many adapted children? Because he just took a picture of all these kids. Or is he, is he the set? Did he draw the short straw? Oh Did he god. have to bring all the kids there? Oh, Oh my god! How 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 much how much is he vibing? That's what I want to know. But whatever. So I love how he's like, "Oh, for the kitties, <laughs> friends coming outside." Sis. <laughs> so I love that scene. Is I'm sorry. I'm so that sorry. That scene's great, but that's in the middle of this beautiful juxtaposition. This beautiful operatic, like dinosaurs on ice. To Wagner. Straight up just Wagner so how was opera. Your, was that a good choice of Wagner? It was a fucking great choice. Now they took snippets from the Ring opera, um, which is an eight hour long opera. So this ice show's like four? Yeah, the ice show might be about an hour and a half, two hours long. 
but they took little snippets from the ring because they have Rite of the Valkyries in there. Yep. Bum, ba, dum, bum, bum. They have gotten damn wrong with the horns at the very beginning. The ba, bum, ba, bum, ba, ba, yeah, that. This is thing. why you're on the show. I know. I studied Wagner in college. I hated so, it. So, so when they're going, and then they they basically go through, I guess how Smoochie became Smoochie. Because you see all of his. It's the emotional operatic journey of Smoochie the character. Yeah. Including, but not limited to, a very emotional tribute to Spinner. Yep. And which I love... I fucking made me cry, not gonna lie. Like, I... the, him ringing the cowbell, this is for Spinner. Ding. Oh my god, that hit me in the feels. And then he goes to heaven. Yes. And then we see it. What was that music? Was that? Return, my love. Da, 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 da. So was that a, was that a good choice? Looney tunes. This is the one where Bugs Bunny dresses up? It's the same one as killed a wabbit. So was that a good choice? Yes, it was a great choice. (laughs) Because that's the one you didn't mention, so I wanted to make sure that that was okay. All of the music used in the uh, ice show was from Wagner's opera. It's opera on ice. It's opera on ice, 100%. (laughs) It's Wagner opera with dinosaurs on ice, and it's great. So then I love that while that's going on, Red Moranoff is running through the scaffolding. Yeah, running through the scaffolding. And jumps on top of what's his name? Buggy. Buggy. And causes him to miss by just an inch and (laughs) blow the horn off of uh, Smoochie. And then he basically accidentally makes him fall. Yeah. Uh, Right in front of Smoochie and Nora. And all those children! Yeah. They just witnessed a dude die. Uh, and I love that he goes, I haven't even seen Paris. Or Venice. <laughs> it was a Venice? I don't know, I because my Venice. copy of this movie did not have subtitles. I think it was Venice. I have become very dependent on subtitles. I think it was Venice. Uh, it, was, it was just a funny fucking scene. Uh, but, but that was, and that's where... Are you, did you want to say it? That's the moment. <laughs> when the cops favorite, are like, are you okay? I'm pretty fucked up in general, so I don't know. It's hard to tell. <laughs> 2022 in a mood mood Uh, and then it seems this is the only ding against this movie to me because it seems very abrupt the transition from like it felt like less than 10 minutes ago Rainbow Randolph was trying to fucking sorry I'm skipping over something the parade of hope motherfuckers being trapped in an alley including Danny DeVito going uh you know, the thing about carrying a gun, the gun I gave you is that you better cock it, and then Nora's there, and then and the then Irish Stewart. mob is there, and then John, yeah, they bring John Stewart, and they're like, yeah, have you ever traveled together? And I'm assuming they're dead. I'm just, I'm just gonna go uh, on a limb and assume Danny DeVito I'll, and John I'll, Stewart's characters are pretty fucking dead. Yep. Pretty brutally. We, did we do not find out? You know, Danny, it, <laughs> who's Danny DeVito gonna plead to to not kill his character? Like Samuel Jackson did to George Lucas. I'm not dead. Okay, cool. You're fine. <laughs> Legit the argument that Samuel Jackson gave to George Lucas. So he's like, I'm not dead. You're right. Oh my god. Anyway. Sorry. That's when we get this last scene, I believe, of uh, of uh, Smoochie and Rainbow Randolph having a new show together. Which I hope... Is on ice? Is on ice, kind of, sort of, but not in front of a live, not in like a stadium, just in like a studio. Or maybe it's their, it's their ice opera together. Um, I'm hoping, the movie doesn't cover this, it seems like very abrupt, but I'm hoping this is after 
Rainbow has been through several months of surgery and re- not surgery, sorry, recovery, emotional he had therapy. Facial, he needed facial reconstruction surgery Probably too because of his eye. Whatever kind of therapy and recovery he needed to get through. I'm assuming that too illnesses. because they had to build the sets. Yeah. They had to do this. They had to get ice. They had to freeze it. They had to do everything. Like, you know. But that, that, yeah. That's the movie. That's Death to Smoochie. This is a movie. 20th anniversary. This is a movie that, uh, at its core, feels like a story about a genuinely good person trying to continue to be a genuinely good person and have integrity and really stick to their guns and what they feel is the right thing to do in a world of very cutthroat people where doing the right thing consistently gets in the way of people who have become successful by not doing the right thing. Cutting corners. But the the fun, really, really fun, like uplifting part of this movie to me. Who are you pointing at into your computer? You, it, keep, the, you keep pointing at the, the computer. The line where it talks about You got about a picture, Danny DeVito! No, I have... I'm, I got the Wikipedia page up and I'm pointing at the line that talks about the Irish mob because the, the, the hidden message in this movie, the, the B plot of this movie is yeah. When you, when you're a good person, you try to continue to always do the right thing. You're going to step on people's toes. But if you stick to your guns, you might accidentally make some very powerful friends because there's Danny DeVito in very unlikely places. Because friends come in all sizes. You need to. You're gonna tell that to Danny DeVito. All, now? all hail Danny DeVito. The Church of Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> we learn from his teachings. So here on Cinema Gems, we have a rating system. Full gem, amazing movie. Half gem, kind oh. of all right. No gem. Yeah. No. What did you think of this movie, Admiral? Oh, um. So when were you first introduced to this movie? In college, okay. I believe. I was too. And I, keep in mind, I did not go to film school. I went to school for music education, but I, which means I went to school with a bunch of other nerds. So I worked at a video store um, for about seven years. Okay. And so I saw this movie, I saw this movie, I saw this movie, never watched it because I was like, you know, I heard all this bad stuff about it. And then I went, uh, I, was in, I was in college and I was hanging out at the theater uh, group and Lord Snow, which I don't think you've ever met. I don't think I've ever met him. He legit Sorry. just goes... Have you seen Death to Smoochie? And he referenced it. And I was like, what is that a reference to? And he's like, have you seen Death to Smoochie? I was like, no. And he goes, watch Death to Smoochie. So I immediately went home. I had the key till still to, still to the video store. Because yeah. I, I was the assistant manager. Walked in. Wrote down that I, I ordered it. You wrote it off. Yeah. And I literally went home and stood up and watched it. Got to class on time. And uh, went and had lunch with him, like, right after, and talked about the fucking movie. And I've loved it ever since. It is a fucking full gem movie. Yeah, yeah, no. 100%. This is a full gem. This was majorly unappreciated at its time. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was... Uh, uh, people were afraid to talk about this movie at the time because people did not know how unfortunately relevant neo-Nazis would be in the coming decades. You know who the Irish... Um, you know who the Irish... You know who Ursula is? Who? She's Trunchbull. No way, that's Trunchbull? And Aunt Marge. What? Holy shit, she's great. Oh my god. She's one of my favorite parts of this amazing movie. That's Uh, her. With her regular hair, it's not red. Oh my god. But hey, that's what we thought about this amazing movie. Please tell us what did y'all think. 
about oh, it's Death Pam, to Smoochie. Pam Ferris, by the way. Have, have y'all seen Death to Smoochie? Do you think it's underrated like we do? Or do you think, man, it's kind of, it's just too weird for me? Let us know uh, at cinemagems15 at gmail.com. Hold on. I do have some trivia to give out about. Real quick, let me keep doing the plugs. Cool, go ahead. Uh, you can tell us at cinemagems15 at gmail.com. You can also tell us. Uh, what you thought about this movie and what you thought about our review at cinemagems underscore pod on Twitter and cinemagemspod on Instagram. Uh, And hey, if you want to hear more of two nerds who might or might not be qualified to talk about movies and the things we talk about, go to Low Rain Pictures, go to that Cinemagems tab, but not before you go to the Year 30 tab and check them out first. (laughs) You ready? You ready for this? What you got? All right, so... Uh, you know the spirulina and almond butter mixture that Sheldon puts on a soy hot dog? Yep. It actually was concocted by Edward Norton in his hotel room. Was it actually? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Jim Carrey is supposed to be, I'm assuming, I'm assuming Edward Norton's character. Oh. Because he was, he was star, he was the star to attach at one point, but he dropped out because of the majestic. And Hank Azaria was supposed to be John Stewart's character, but he left it for America's Sweethearts. Ooh, Hank Azaria yeah. would have been really and, fun in this movie. Oh, he's great. Have you ever watched him in Brockmire on Hulu? No, I haven't. Holy shit, that's a good one. Uh, oh, and Danny DeVito, uh, Pam Ferris, and Tracy Walter are all the actors. Uh, uh, they were from Matilda. Ah. So it was a nice little reunion. It makes a lot of sense. Which, like, oh my god, if, have y'all oh, seen Robin? Matilda? Do y'all remember how fucking great and surreal Matilda was? Danny DeVito directed it. And Robin Williams and Harvey Feinstein's second collab since Mrs. Delphi. Wait, was I crazy? Was I the only kid that had a massive crush on um the uh, on Matilda's teacher? Not Trunchbull, but uh, Miss Honey. I mean, I'm not going to say no, but... <laughs> she, Ms. I'm Ms. not Honey. hearing a no. Miss, Miss Honey was the best, y'all. She's just so fucking Oh, and the original suit. script, Smoochie's suit was supposed to be orange. I mean, I want to like that a little bit. And I love that. I love that Harvey Feinstein characters. One of them is purple. One of them is magenta. There's a difference. And I'm just like. favorite line (laughs) in the movie. Oh, I'll mention my favorite line for next week's episode during the recording. And you're probably going to hate it. Um, All right, guys. So we have a special trailer to talk about this week. Trailer time. I like how he did that pretty well. I like it without even (laughs) so it could be replaced. So, quick disclaimer: as far as I know, I don't think you need to be caught up with Spider-Man: No Way Home or Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness or any of the Disney Plus things. Well, Doctor Strange: Madness is not out yet, right? But it would not be unlike Disney to release a trailer that contains spoilers. It's edited. It's edited. Of course, it's, it's edited. edited. But it's my my point is, it would not it would not be unlike Disney to release a trailer for a movie that comes out in several months that contains spoilers for a movie that comes out in a few weeks. That'll be in the second trailer because that's what they did with uh, Multiverse of Madness that contained a whole bunch of spoilers for Spider Man No Way Home the week Spider Man No Way Home was released in theaters. Before well, most yeah, of us had a chance to well, see it. Well, no, because it. it appeared at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home. That's fair. As the end credits. Um, and then they so, waited two days and they released Thor it. Love and Thunder. Which um, I'm still not unconvinced is subtitled as Guardians of the Galaxy. So, I love that we see shots of them running. 
uh, and we get to see little young Thor, Thor. Thor aging through the years, but, which but feels also, like a dream sequence, but which, a very vivid dream sequence. It's very Taika esque. It's very Taika Waititi esque. Absolutely, this you movie mean Blackbeard? is style galore. You mean Blackbeard? You can absolutely keep calling him Blackbeard from I've, from your favorite TV show that you haven't seen. I yet. haven't seen yet, but I really want to because a lot of people whose opinions on these shows I trust have all raved. Am about I one it. of those people? Yes. Oh wow! I'm glad you and you and Patron mainly. I'm glad. Oh, so it's just Patron. So we're a package deal. So if I just gave you, you'd be like, okay. But if Patron well, since said, the both of you love this show, I don't have to okay. choose sides. So, so I'm, I'm listening gonna, to both of I'm you. Gonna, I'm also listening to one of our close friends who now has pink hair, who I don't think has a nickname on the show. I don't think so. But no, you, you mean what I know though? Pretty sure. Okay, we'll discuss it after we record, like we usually do and never cool. do. Um, All good. <laughs> uh, no, uh, you made me lose my train of thought. Black Tear, Taika Waititi. It is basically a live action ver- version of Muppet's Treasure Island. I'm so ready. Let's go. Muppet's Treasure Island is already live action. No. What are you talking about? No. No. Like, take out all the Muppets and they produced an, a TV series of an adaptation of that movie. Okay. That's Again, I'm still down. And that's Our Flag Means Death. Oh, our fl- I thought you were talking about Thor, Love, and Thor. No! Our flag means death. Sorry, still talking about that. So yeah, so basically it gets to... And Thor has no, no idea what to do with his life because at, to this point, he's always been a superhero. Yeah. He's always been doing the right thing. And now that they don't need him anymore? Now, Thanos has been dealt with... Do you with, think you know, that? They're, they're in between uh, huge universal existential crises. Do you think the person he was burying was Loki? I have no idea. I have no idea. Cause he put the he put Stormbreaker. He put Stormbreaker in a in a graveish area. I interpreted that because it looked like it was around the same area that uh it was on the same hill that um Odin. Oh Hannibal Lecter. on. Yeah, he um, full hue on particles from the target. Which makes sense that there's a huge fucking tree growing from the spot where Odin poofed away. Oh no, is there going to be a second Odin? Well, all we got to say is, we see. I've seen Christian Bale's character. You could have possibly seen Christian Bale's character. I think I've seen one picture of it. I, yeah. I don't know who it's supposed to be. Uh, the God Butcher. That's it. Oh. Yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about Christian Bale being in the MCU, but we will see. Maybe they'll use his, you know, versatile velocity to really actually do something with Taika Waititi is very, much like Danny DeVito funny enough um, is very good at harnessing people's manic energy yep. into their roles I mean literally just look at Jeff Goldblum in Ragnarok yeah and literally anyone in uh, in a Danny oh, fuck DeVito what else. movie yeah I was gonna say another Taika Waititi movie but like anyone in Ragnarok oh. um and also just basically, and you pointed this out that the Greek gods. Yeah, it looks possibly, like Olympus. Okay, so I have. I, I know have, he's just jumping around the galaxy and like exploring and shit. I have, I have, I have a point that I want to put out. So, have you seen Moon Knight yet? The f- first three episodes. Okay, so, so you know the Egyptian gods uh, exist in this. So world. that's what I'm thinking is maybe all the gods exist, but oh my god, they just are living in other parts of the universe. That's chaotic as fuck. Exactly. Jesus. All right. I don't know if he exists, though. Because we already know about the No, Eternals. I don't know if he exists. Oh. You said Jesus. I don't know if he exists in the MCU. Because we said all gods exist. 
I'm not going to get into a rant <laughs> about historical Jesus versus the fictional biblical Jesus. <laughs> I just thought that was a really good joke that you missed. It flew over your head. Um, so. It would be really smart. They're not going to do it, but it'd be really smart and clever of them if they established, like, one of the Eternals or one of these actual gods established, like, oh, yeah. There was a dude historically named Jesus Christ. He didn't have any kind of powers. He was just a really chill dude. Because historically, there was a real Jesus Christ, and he had no powers or anything. He was just a chill dude. He was a faith healer who, like, unlike the other faith healers, didn't charge a literal arm and a leg for his making you feel comfortable in your last few moments. And that's why this is our Easter uh, there you go happy easter there happy passover happy ramadan there you go it's one it's a of those little bit late. It, it's a bunch of things that are going on but yes um but so basically just going around and you know just i guess i guess this is i don't think this is is this a midlife crisis movie i think this is a midlife crisis oh. movie it definitely looks like a midlife crisis movie and then in the middle of this midlife cri- midlife crisis the movie trailer or sorry at the very end of it We get Natalie Portman back in the MCU, which I never thought I would see again. As As, Lady Thor. As Lady Thor. And she. I thought after the Dark World, I thought she was done with this shit. Uh, And also heals. She just didn't like. She didn't like. The only thing she didn't like about the movie is because Jane Foster was too much of a damsel in distress. That, and when they did the second one, Patty Jenkins was supposed to direct it, Mm. and Disney was like, "No, we're going to go with Alan Taylor," and she's like. Why don't you want Patty Jenkins? It's a woman director. Yeah. And so Alan Taylor did a horrible job. So that's why she's like, I'm fucking done. Yeah. So that's why she left. Went off and got her third PhD. I'm pretty sure that Tycho went to her and was like, hey, like, I actually have an idea for this, Mm -hmm. you know, type of thing. Like, I want to, I specifically want to bring you back. And I want you to play Lady Thor. Exactly. So, I'm very excited for this trailer. Uh, Do you want to talk about the Asgardians of the Galaxy? Just looking in the eyes of the people that you love. It looks like, if I had to guess, all the bits with the Guardians are the first ten minutes of the movie. Possibly. we may He may need them later on. We don't know. Maybe. So, we have a uh, rating system, much as we do for movies, as we do trailers. Uh, see it opening day. See it at a matinee. Or wait till... I don't even know if Redbox exists anymore, but we're just going to do it. Streaming? Redbox. Re- wait till it gets to Redbox. Uh, I, I am, stream slash streaming. Whatever. I am tentatively... I, I want to see this. I'm probably going to go see it in a matinee. Okay. But that's less to do with the movie itself and more to do with... I still want to be around people. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? Didn't you say a couple weeks ago on the podcast that the next movie you want to see... You want to book in the pandemic with Sonic... I still haven't seen Sonic 2 in theaters. It's an interesting movie. Is it? Is it actually kind of fun? It, it They could have cut out 15 to 20 minutes of it. That's what I've heard from other people <clears> as well. But other than that, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, we've talked about Death of Smoochie, and we've talked about Thor Love and Thunder. I think that's all we got this week. Because we have some more, like... We can't really talk about anything else because we want to save it for next week. We're saving it for next week. We're not going to tell y'all why. It's a very special episode. All right, guys. So all I have to say is that thank you, Marty and Eric and Zebra, for letting us use your website. Also, Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. Guys, lowrainpictures.com is the website that we are on. 
Right. Go listen to the Year 30 guys first, and then come over to the Cinema Gems page. And literally scroll until you see a movie you like. If you were to click on the contents of the of the website, it's your 30. Mm-hmm. Then uh, another one that I was on for a while and then stopped. And then us. <laughs> so we're like the bottom of the rung, okay? We're the bottom of the rung, and we're very grateful that we are still on this website. All we got to say, guys, is that we understand that things are happening. Some some mandates are being lifted. Others aren't. It is okay to understand and think that you are fine. Don't let people Please. shame you into having a lack of empathy for other people. Uh, don't let other people's lack of consideration affect yours. Affect your ability to be considerate to others and continue to wear a mask. Continue to be on top of vaccines and boosters as they come out. Breathe. Wear or do anything that you feel comfortable with that is between consenting adults. I've been saying this since the beginning of pandemic. Uh, just so breathe. Sonic too. J- just breathe. Not on someone, but breathe. And look, guys, we understand that things are crazy. Things are going on, but just remember, as a great person once said, you can't pour from an empty cup. I'm not the great person, by the way. I stole that from somewhere else. Now, the thing I adapted it into was be kind to yourself so you can be kind to others. Be kind, rewind. There you go. Uh, Thank you, as always, to all our amazing Swapper Jacks friends and family. We love y'all. Stay safe. Take care of yourselves. Also, we have to say is wipe your hooves and see you later. But also, guys, black lives always Always. matter. Still do. Always will. Love y'all. Bye. I found the button this time.